you're listening to the Marketing Masters Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of the Marketing Masters Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Needle, and today we're going to be discussing local search. But before we get into that, since it's our first episode ever, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and get to know you. Um, so my name is DJ Zoner. I live just outside of Orlando, Florida. I've been doing marketing now for about five years. I've had my own company for a little over three years. Um, let's see, I'm about I'm 31 years old. Uh, I'm married and I have two kids. And uh, for fun, I like to uh, exercise, run. I like to read books. I like to write. I like to play some video games. Um, I enjoy I enjoy the work I do. So they say you should always enjoy the work you do. So marketing is fun. So how about you, Eric? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, well, uh, I'm Eric Needle, and I run a company called Longbow Strategic Group, and we focus on targeted marketing. And uh, and uh, my my trade is graphic design. I love I love graphics. I love doing that stuff. I've been doing that my whole career, and that's super fun. Uh, I enjoy long walks on the beach. No, I'm just being silly. <laughs> so so I love marketing. You know, I love the you know why does someone you know decide. Uh, to to purchase something, I, I love that question, and and we we always address things like that whenever we're working with a client. It's like, why do people choose you over other people? So we're always, you know, thinking about that, and and that and that that's actually exciting and fun for me to figure out that stuff. So you like that problem solving and the and the helping people, helping absolutely businesses. yes. I like that. That's a, that's a really satisfying part of the job, and it's actually the reason why we're doing the podcast in the first place is to help small businesses mid-sized businesses help people grow, know where to start, how to improve, um, that, that sort of thing. Very cool. Um, how long have you, uh, you've been doing marketing a little bit longer than I have. You're actually one of the people who inspired me to start my own marketing company. Uh, so I see you kind of as a mentor in that aspect. Um, but how long have you been doing your marketing company? How long you been That is company? awesome. So, so I started, so, so it's like I've, I have a, a really interesting you know, career, it's it's like I've worked for a lot of companies. I've worked for a lot of great companies. I worked for Lucasfilms and Disney and Universal and all sorts of fun people in the entertainment space. I've, uh, I, th I think the coolest job I've ever had was I worked for a venture capital company, a tech incubator, and every year we made new companies. And, and I sort of founded a, an ad, like an internal ad agency for these companies. And, and at, at the height, I basically was serving two tech tech companies that made new companies and 12 startups and and uh based in melbourne florida i was i was managing web print uh presentation and event marketing for for all of these people bringing it here to uh, to the small town of melbourne florida on on uh, on the east coast and and that was where i really kind of learned so much amazing stuff met met incredible people and 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 then the tech crash happened. If everybody remembers back oh, around 2000, 2001, the tech crash happened and that whole enterprise crumbled like a house of cards. But I had like proven myself to all of the senior staff at all of these companies. And, and then right after that, 9-11 happened. And, and after that, I got a job offer in DC. I got a job offer in New York City and, and, and I got a job offer from an airlines and I'm like, you know, it's, it's like, these are all the places I don't want to be after nine 11. So at that point I yeah. decided to hang my shingle and longbow was born. That's cool. That's a, that's quite the story there. So 
Um, <clears throat> I see. I don't have a good follow up for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it's neat. You know, it's it's like I, I you know I've been connected to so many neat people, worked for amazing people, and that's that's what drives me. I love to work for companies that make a difference. I, you know, what, what's been one of the most maybe not your favorite, but one of the most like standout ones that you'll never forget. That if you had to tell someone, hey, like for me. I, I worked with a company that drives tanks. It's a tank driving theme park. <laughs> so they shipped over these real war tanks yes. overseas, brought them over to here to Melbourne, Florida, and they drive them around and run over cars. And you can do this whole dirt course and everything. And that was just totally bizarre and out there. I'll never forget that, especially because they let me do it all. Um, that is awesome. I love that so story. You have, I, you have I any crazy, crazy clients like that? You did something really memorable with them or you just a unique business? Yeah, like, uh, so we do a lot of work for for nonprofits. And I connected with this group in Israel. And basically, they flew me and my wife over there, we got a Holy Land tour, we visited all the stuff we, we worked over there, it was an absolute mind blowing thing. And and I just I still love those guys. So so it was, uh, you know, you know, I, I love traveling and doing that stuff. So that that like could not have been cooler. That, that's a good thing. I'm hoping to travel soon. So I haven't really traveled too much in my life so far. And then nowadays it's getting even harder to travel. But I'm hoping that changes and I, I can get out there and see some places soon, you know, in the next year or so or two years now. Yeah, I know. That's that's what that's what hurt us with during COVID. It's like we were doing all this event stuff. You know, it's, it's like uh, uh, in 2019, I was in Israel. And it's like I'm working with these guys. I want to go back because it's just so neat to be over there. Or, or to travel anywhere and you know and and work and have clients so so that's super fun but it's like uh covid you know kind of affected us in such a great way because we were doing all this event marketing and then it, and that of course just died so you know we're we can't wait to get back to that because it's so much fun so um today we're going to be talking a little bit about local search and i think this idea is a starting point for businesses. You know, you said this is like something that you'll pitch to businesses when they're first starting to think about marketing. Um, and since this is our first episode, it makes for a really great starting point. You know, if you're just thinking about getting into marketing or you wonder how you're doing with your marketing or can people even see you or find you, this is really a great start point to that. Um, so if that's you and you're listening, then this is for you. We're gonna be telling you a little bit about how to find yourself on search engines or how you should appear or some tips for getting on there and some uh, maybe some some cheats to, to get ahead of the competition. So, all right, with that, I'm gonna um, pass the mic over to you and you can take the lead on this and we'll, we'll just see where it goes organically. Yeah, so, so basically we've discovered this problem working with a bunch of our clients and basically um, the huge companies of the world, you know, the, the 600 pound gorillas, they have figured out digital marketing. And the problem is they digital all marketing is local. And and these guys have figured out, you know, how to attack our local markets. And the thing is, it's it's like if you're not competing digitally, then these guys are eating your lunch. And essentially what they're doing is they're taking your leads. They're gaining future they're gaining your future business and taking it away from local companies. So so what do you mean when you say that all all marketing is local? Well, you know, what do you, what do you, what does that exactly mean to the small business owner? Because they're going to think, well, how does this company over in this huge tech company over in this other state, how are they taking my business here? You know, um, that, that that's a great question. So, so we do a lot of work in 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 uh, in the attorney space, in the legal space, and so an example is there's a couple companies. One's called um, Rocket Lawyer, 
So Rocket Lawyer, um, on their website, basically have a thing to say, hey, um, get a free will, get a free living will. So here's this national company that basically is offering wills for free. And a will, you know, maybe costs 100 bucks, 120 bucks to, to, get a, to get a basic will, you know? So it's like by offering it for free, these rocket lawyers establishing trust where a local attorney would have in the past. So, so it's like they're getting your leads. They're establishing trust at a very early level at free or very low cost you know, at your expense. And so so, so not only are they kind of stealing a tactic you would use by offering it for free, but they're doing a better job of getting it in front of your audience and they're not even local. Right. So. And they're building trust. They are not local at all. And there's a few companies that are doing this and, and that's just one example. So it's like whatever industry you're in, you know, it's like you could probably, if, if, if we think about it, we could probably figure out what they're doing, you know, what these big national companies are doing, you know, to, to acquire your trust and your future business. You know, even, you know, even, uh, you know, if, if you pick an industry, you know, like cars, like, like a car dealer, it's, it's like, you know, good luck competing against, uh, you know, and, an, uh, you know, a mainline, you know, car manufacturer dealer, you know, you know, that's international that can run Super Bowl ads, like you know, CarMax it's hard or something, you know, they have like these yeah, CarMax and exactly. they'll bring the car to you to test drive, you know, how, how does the little used exactly car dealership right. compete with that? You know. Yeah, like like Carvana, for instance, it's an interesting concept. As I looked on it, they were so overpriced. That's good. That means there's still space in the market. But you know, you know, for local dealers. But it's like you know, they're after your lunch. They're after your leads. And and once they build trust, you know, especially you know, especially with the younger audience, you know, who who doesn't want to drive around town looking for car dealers. Instead, they'll look online. They'll look on their phone. So it's like that's digital marketing. When, convenience when you, is one of those things too that, you know, like you said, they're overpriced. Right. So you pay a little more for the convenience, but lots of people are starting to do that, whether they're ordering their groceries right. delivered to their house, they're ordering their car delivered to their house. That's crazy in, in my mind. But I mean, and Amazon on uh, eBay, not as much a culprit, but Amazon more so a culprit in that aspect too. And now they're eating everyone's lunch too, so to speak. So. Right. Especially, you know, I, I think the age of the local retailer is is quickly dwindling. It's, it's like, you know, first Walmart crushed everybody and, and took away kind of the small downtown, you know, uh, you know, the, the idea of a retailer that sells stuff, <clears throat> you know, Walmart sort of started it with the big box stores and now Amazon is, is, is finishing it off with their, you know, directly uh, drop shipping from China. You know, it's, it's like, you know, that doesn't help a local guy who wants to do the same thing. No, not at all. And they, I mean, they started as a, a book company <laughs> and then evolved into like a place you could sell your stuff and then they just completely cut out the middleman and now they sell directly and so it just gets worse and worse you know now you have to compete with that too but uh how so let's go ahead and discuss how you fight back you know how, how do you get started that's fighting it. back so that's exactly it <clears throat> it's, like, it's like all hope is not lost it's like all you have to do is compete and it sounds daunting it sounds expensive but it really isn't it's, it's like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like the first thing that we do with any client is we look online and, and we see, uh, we really identify who your competition is and we see what they're doing. So, so it's like we have, uh, we have on, on several of our sites a quick exercise that you can see who's in your space, who's, who's marketing against you online. <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a really simple exercise. Basically, go to Google and type in what you do near me. So, so if, if you're, uh, 
you know, if, if you're a, if you're a car dealer, type in used cars near me. If you're a, a, an estate planning attorney, what's that? A bicycle shop, a lighting yes. store. I worked with exactly. a lighting store locally, and you know, she didn't even show up on Google at all. You know, but she didn't have a website to be fair. So you set up a Google My Business, you set up a website, you do, you start helping. But we'll get to those steps in a second. But those are the kind of things they need, right? I mean, if they don't show up at all, they're in real trouble. Exactly. If you don't show up at all, you're not competing and you're in danger of somebody taking your leads away. And and the thing is, if you're not competing uh, online, other people are in your space. And it's about the future. I mean, there's so many people that we work with that are that are very traditional, very old school. And they're like, well, I do the chamber and I do Rotary Club and I meet people and that's how I and, and I do referrals and that's how I get new clients. And it's like, that's great. But it's like, you know, uh, a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old doesn't do that. You know, they, they don't go to the chamber to look for somebody. It's like they pick up their phone and they type something and they get it done. And they're, they're way more efficient at it. And a lot of businesses, depending on the area you live in too, um, those people are moving into town and starting a business sometimes. So they don't have those connections to get referrals. So, right. I mean, for me personally, even, I'd been living in, in the area for 20 years before starting my business. And it still took me almost two years before I started getting referrals. Um, right. That's a long time for a business to wait to that. If that's going to be your strategy, you could be waiting a long time before you start getting referrals. So. Yeah. And, and referral marketing is, is excellent. I mean, it's a, it's a great way to market, but not at the expense of digital. You need to, don't put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. So maybe exactly. try a little bit of everything. So I think the first step is, you're, you're searching for yourself and you need to make sure that you, you pop up. What you just said is find your service near me. That's, that's really where you want to be. But if you're not even popping up for your name, then you're in real deep trouble. So you need to search you're, your name. Right. If you pop up for your name, you're at least on the internet in some fashion or capacity. And then you can at least retain the people who already know about you. Because those people might be Googling you because they heard your name. And they just need directions or a phone number. And you can at least keep those customers. But if you don't even pop up for your name, you're going to lose people who already know about you. And that's bad. Then if you can't pop up for the service, you don't have any chance of getting new customers. And you need the new customers too. So exactly. potential customers. And that's where they, that comes in. And even in a basic service, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're an auto repair shop, you know, even something, you know, simple as rotating your tires. It's, it's like, you know, lots of people have a, a, a service that's, that starts to build trust with customers. And it can it can be a low cost service, <clears throat> but it but it's like then when someone you know has a big need, you know they they'll come to you because they trust you. And and a car repair shop is a perfect example because if you don't build trust with your customers, it's like you're sunk. You know it's it's like if you get a reputation, you know uh, you know for not delivering or for being overpriced or or for you know for having an, an unexpected experience with customers, which is typical in car repair. You know, where you go in, oh, it's, you know, my car's making a noise. Yeah, here's a, here's a $4,000 bill. I mean, that happens, but it's like, you've got to build trust with people and, and every industry needs to build trust. Yep. I've seen, and that's I've seen examples of that, you know, like uh, a vacuum business. My father runs a vacuum business for a long time where he, he sells Electrolux vacuums. And one of his things is just free service checks, free bag delivery, just a lot of free services so that when you do need something bigger, you get that and i've seen bicycle shops do the same thing you know they even have a time where they'll do free tune-ups on your bicycle or they'll you know free estimates is something easy to do but lots of people do that exactly that's, that's, usually free estimates has a bad ring to it because then you know they're just trying to to get to your house and yeah. lose your air conditioning unit you know 
So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's like, you know, having, you have to build trust with your clients and, and that's what, <clears throat> that, that's what national companies understand. They get that. So it's like th they'll offer something in order to do that because they understand it's about future business. And that's what we have to care about. You know, it's, it's all about future leads and, and digital is, is the place to make that happen as well with the world going more and more into reviews where it's like Google reviews will show you, you know, how many stars you have, mm. you know, for how you treat your customers. It's like people use that to make a snap decision. Oh my God, am I going to call you or am I going to call someone else? Two stars looks bad, especially when they put you next to four other people and you've got one person that's ever reviewed you and they gave you one or two stars and your other competitor has still one or two people reviewed them. They got five stars. You know, that looks bad, especially looks bad if they've got 60 people that reviewed them and they're at five stars or four stars. For exactly. you, it looks bad. No. Right. And, th and that's your goal to make sure that you have five stars or four and a half stars, you know, and, and, that, and that's a whole other topic for discussion. You know, customer service, making sure you're pointing people to your local marketing, your local digital marketing assets like your Google My Business. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why, again, Google has cornered the market on local search. You know, so typically that's the first thing we do when we when we work with someone new. It's like we understand where they're at, and then we start to to address any deficiencies they may have. Okay, so so let's cover that that first step. Um, how does one go about getting themselves on on Google? So if they if they don't have a website, they need a website, and then they need it yeah. SEO'd or search engine optimized. That's a scary term for some people, and it sounds expensive to others, but it doesn't have to be. Um, so some basic work in that field can get you at least on the on the grid, on the internet grid. Yeah, so well, showing up. So. so let me step back just for one second. So the first thing is, some people think that all they need is a Facebook page, and and they can work just fine. The reality is, you don't own your social media accounts. So it's like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It's it's you know Pinterest, whatever. It's it's like they can change their terms of service you know whenever they feel like it they can stop traffic to your site whenever they feel like it for whatever arbitrary reason they come up with and so relying just on social media isn't enough your website is the property on the web that you own and 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 that's why it's important to start that as a base yes yeah, so if i so, if, if i'm looking to uh you know buy an air conditioning unit that's a good example you know and i start looking mm -hmm. people up around town and I find a guy who works out of his van and doesn't have a website, just a phone number. And then I find another company that has a website and social media, and, yep. and they're all over the internet, you know, and they have reviews. Who do you think I'm going to use, you know? Exactly. I'm not going to use the guy out of his truck, even if he's the nicest guy in the world. He doesn't even have a website, so I don't even know if he's been around for one year or ten years. Or, you know, it kind of builds. I think it builds trust to have a website. It makes you look professional, um, and you need to be professional on the web and and make it feel exactly. like you're just going to take off with their money. You know, if, if you're there, you're easy to find. You have a phone number, you have an email, you have a face sometimes, you know, you're, you have a presence. Um, and I always tell people too that you know, a website is your first step, but you also need to have the social media because one of the cool tricks is those social media platforms, even though they might not be around forever for now, they do their own search engine optimization. So if someone searches for you, your business name specifically, we'll say, you know, Longbow Marketing or something like that, you're going to pop up for your name for your website but if you have social media you're going to pop up for your website and then your four social media accounts and then your competitors and so i always like to bring that to people's attention too well i don't need social media i'm never going to use twitter or linkedin 
or this. Well, even if you're not going to use them to have them claimed and put your logo and your phone number and your email and all your contact info on those platforms, um, we'll make it so that you pop up five times in a local search for your exactly. name. And it pushes the competitors exactly. down. Otherwise, all your competitors are going to be right after your website. So it's kind of a little ag aggressive move you can make there to kind of help dominate your name. That's exactly right. It's it's like, you know, it, it, if you're successful in your space and if you and, and if you do local search and you're popping up in it, chances are other people can use your brand name, your company name in their search, especially if they use paid advertising. Yeah. So, and that's a, that, that's a frustrating tactic that people often use. So one of the things you brought up, too, when we were, uh, when we were off camera here was the Google My Business is one of those first things you like to do for businesses. Yep. Right? So tell us how yeah, you go so, about doing that. Yep, it's su it's super easy. So so basically, you can go to you know you you can go to Google. Well, well, we start with the search. So so what is Google My Business? That's a good question. So when you search something in Google, like like saying you know graphic design near me, and 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 people come up in the in the search returns, and and a map's connected to it. That's Google My Business. Uh, you know, it used to be called Google Local, Google My Business. They change the name whenever they feel like it, but it's but it's like that's Google Local Search, and it is connected to the map. Now, one thing is, you know, we're also, you know, I've been I've been a Google Guide for years, so it's like when we um, when we build a pay, when we build a, a Google Local, and when we comment on it, like you know, like uh, I have a client who does window tinting. And he t he's he's tinted two of my cars, so of course I write glowing reviews on his uh, Google, on his Google My Business site, and and so that adds to the, the review. But because I'm a local guide, it usually you know it, it weighs that a little differently. I don't know. Maybe it makes me feel good because I'm special. But but it's but it's like it's another way to to build out that Google My Business page, and. The thing is, it's like you can control so much of the aspects of that page by first completing all the information, putting your business hours. If you have a physical, and 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 again, this is tied to a physical location as well. So you you know, if it's a map, it needs a physical location to connect to. Now, when you set this up, you, you set this up off a, a Gmail account or an email account, and then yep. you're saying you fill in all your business information, and they actually usually have you verify as well your address. Once you put in your address, they're going to send you something in the mail to prove Correct. it to you, and you're going to enter in this short little six-digit code. It's really easy. That gives you directions, and it's a postcard. Once you've right. done this, this whole thing we're talking about, Google My Business, actually pops up on the right side of the screen usually um, when they're searching for you or searching locally, as well as, like you said, it's integrated into the map, um, yeah, which and, is a big deal. And that's, and, and that's worth spending some time on. It's, it's like there's lots of things you can do on this Google My Business page. You can upload photographs. You can upload interior shots of your location. You can upload ex exterior shots. You can show examples of your work. You can write blog posts and publish it here too. It's like so a it's social like, media platform. That one caught me off guard when it first exactly. came out. Exactly, and, and it, it used to be called Google Plus, and it's still integrated into the Google My Business, uh, you know, uh, tool set. So, so it's like it's worth spending some time doing that. And that's a, you know, a lot of people like to do it do it themselves. That's where I tell them to focus. It's it's like that's the first thing you need to do to to start digital marketing is have a website and and set up you know Google My Business because and 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 that's worth spending a few hours on, uh, you know especially if you're doing it yourself because it's like you know that's what people are going to find you in search first. That's the first tool, the first step. 
And the, the thing you need to have in all these places is your information, like you were talking about filling out. You know, business hours is something too, but the really important ones are your address and your phone number, right? So those yes, need and, to be on everything. So. Yeah, and your business category. I mean, Google likes to sort everything. So, so it's so it's like you you know you basically need to find you know search within their little tool set to find you know what you know what your industry is so that Google can understand what you do. I came I came to work with a bakery, a little local bakery, a mom and pop shop. And uh, I love them. But I, I <laughs> well, I'm I not going to bring up their name, but I was working when I first started working with them. Um, yeah. they're, they're actually fantastic people. Um, but when I first started working with them, you could go to their website, and I got this complaint all the time from people messaging in. Uh, via social media or um, giving feedback or talking to people around town they'd say i get to their website and i can't place an order what they meant was they couldn't contact them because the way that right. it was set up was you had to go to their menu hit more drop down to contact go to their contact page before you would find a phone number right that's tough if there's no way to place an order online you lose business like that like you need to make it very easy which is why you switch your phone number on your social media pages on your Google My Business, obviously, and on your website. Um, because once they found you, if they can't immediately contact you, they're going to lose interest. People are very much spur of the moment. And it's like, well, it's too much work to find you, find your phone number. This guy here is right here. Click that one. You know? Yeah, and, and that's where Google My Business even solves that. Because it's like when you when you see a, a return with the map, it should have your phone number, a link to your website. That's why you know you need to click every button, you need to fill everything out because different people are going to find you in different ways. So so it's like someone wants your phone number, other one wants a link to your website, you know that that kind of stuff. Now, how do you feel about business directories then? Because this is another thing you can kind of do too. Business directories have been around for a long time. They used to be in paper. You know, and now in books you get, and now they're they're mostly online. But there's all kinds of free business directories you can sign up for um, that literally cost you nothing to do. Um, you know, do you use business directories? Do you tell people some of them should use it? Um, what's your opinion? Yeah, on business and directories? not only do we use them, but we build them because it's it's like so when you search for you, when you search for your business, what comes up? What's the what comes up in the returns? So so it's like every every listing that you might have is another point of light on the web that's, that's gonna point to you. So so it's like a business directory often does that and, and groups you in a certain area. Like we have one that we build, it's called Brevard.biz. It's like as COVID started, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking, wow, local restaurants are gonna are gonna be struggling. So we created this site just to sort of promote local restaurants where they could show their hours, any restrictions that they had, you know, any changes they had in their menu. And that was the idea to just kind of communicate to the community, hey, that this place is still open, you know, you need to, you know, you need to support them. So so I think directories are are wonderful. It's it's a great way to group you, especially for local, because it's it's like you know, with this directory, it focuses on our county, Brevard County, Florida, which is Melbourne and uh, Cocoa and all that fun stuff. So it's like, I think directories are yet another way to localize you to say, I am here as opposed to another region. Because, because And it's all about the near me. You know, yeah. when I search Google, I'm always like, you know, uh, whatever service I need, you know, it's like rain gutters near me, you know, lawns, you know, uh, landscaping near me. Lots of times, it's a, if I see the way I the way I'll pick out some of the better directories too. Sometimes is if you're accidentally stumbling upon these directories when searching for other people or yourself, it might be a good idea to put yourself out there. You know, there's some directories that are more popular than others, and some of them will pop up near you. Especially some of, some directories are localized, like you were talking about. It's a local mm -hmm. county directory. Some of them are 
specifically purpose to offer you a certain kind of people. So, you know, a certain kind of businesses or people who believe a certain way or uh, anything like that. But there's all kinds exactly. of crazy directories out there that do that. So finding ones to put yourself on those is another free thing you can do that helps out your internet presence as a whole, really. So right. and, ways, and, and it's free. So. Yeah, and, and basically every, you know, a directory or even a, or even a website, it, it, it has its own audience. So a directory has an audience and each one's going to be different, but it's like you want to tap into that audience. Like, like there's one social media tool called Alignable, which is, I, I, you know, I've been using it for years. I still don't know if it's effective, but it's like, you know, it's worth a couple hours every so often to update it and put some content in there because you never know where someone's going to find you. I think Alignable is a great concept of a national directory that's very localized. You know, you can only, you know, uh, list in one particular city even. And, and where we live in Brevard County, there's all these little municipalities. So that one's frustrating for me because it's because it's like, you know, it's it's in you, you can drive five miles and go through three, four different municipalities. So it's like, you know, it's, so, so in that sense, you know, I hate that aspect of it, but you never know. So, so that's a great, great example of a social media directory. It kind of takes it to another level. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, the jury's still out for me. It's, it's you know, I until like, I have... I feel like LinkedIn almost tried to be partially a directory at one point. <laughs> LinkedIn, with your ability to put up businesses and stuff, it was supposed to be a business networking tool. I've never seen it get off the ground in all the years of looking at it, though. Um, I, I think, so, so that ties into their advertising. LinkedIn advertising can be very uh, effective, you know, specifically if you're B2B or corporate, so, so LinkedIn is, has a very, very powerful ad network, but you know, the ad buys are way up there. It's, oh, it's like, I priced it out years ago and I think the starting out was like $10,000 or something for something. Right. That, that's exactly the case. I couldn't get a small enough geographical area to make that an effective ad buy. You're right. Cause it, it's really expensive. But if you think about it, it's, it's really for the corporate space or, or for the larger enterprise space. So maybe not something a smaller business wants to play, play around with, but there are so Twitter is also a little bit more expensive price point. Um, I think I think the minimum spend on Twitter might be around fifty dollars. Don't think you can spend less than that, um, and that's fine. You should be spending that if you're a small business. Facebook has that, and Instagram have that really flexible spend where it can be anywhere from five dollars or ten dollars to seven to twenty dollars, up to five hundred dollars, whatever you want to spend. Um, so definitely, I guess there's, there's different. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but there's definitely different <laughs> different levels I, I, of ads you can run depending on the platform. They all have different strategies, right? But yeah, Facebook is I, the I, biggest one in that category, so maybe they're I doing think, something right. I think for us, Facebook's been the most effective for small ad spends. Um, you know, it's it's like since the election, I think Twitter destroyed itself. It's it's like I don't I don't think Twitter has any value anymore, uh, and that that's just me. But but it's like Facebook still retains huge value. It's, it, it's because of that, because it's like you can spend five bucks. You know, typically we'll do like a $50 spend, we'll boost posts. What's interesting is when we built Brevard.biz, that taught us exactly which posts to boost because we were doing all these posts. Uh, we were writing little articles for, for all of these restaurants and we were seeing which ones got attention and we knew exactly which things to post. So, so in that sense, it should be an article on your website that your social that your Facebook points to and that's the one to post and, and that's that's what we learned we're always doing these 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 fun little marketing exercises fun for us you know marketing exercises try to figure out what's working because the problem with social media is a landscape is continuously changing 
you know, what works today isn't going to work tomorrow. And that's probably the most frustrating thing for a small business because it's like, you know, it's not consistent. Facebook's right. probably been the most consistent. Yeah, they are, you know, and Facebook then they also send everything over to, to Instagram. So when you want to advertise on Instagram, you got to do it through Facebook usually. Um, let's see. I mean, right. some, of, some of the other ones out there right now too, you get like, um, Oh, some of the lesser name ones would be like parlor, you know, but that was came up in the news recently too. And they're trying to get a footing there. Um, but they're, they have some serious trouble when you go to use their, their app or their yeah. website, you know, sometimes you can't even upload photos. I've been trying for three weeks to get my logo switched. Um, and it wow. won't take a new logo, but they're trying, they're trying. Um, and if that's your demographic, then it would be a good idea to use that platform. If it's, if your demographic is not uh, political in the sense that they are, or, um, very patriotic, then you probably don't know, don't bother with them because you won't gain much traction at that spot. Um, I think that's something that Facebook stands out across uh, or among other platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter is the reason why so many people won't leave Facebook or why they use Facebook is because their family's there. And your family's probably not on Twitter and your family's probably not on LinkedIn. And little little ones that pop up, all these these little social media platforms that pop up and get super popular on an iPhone and people are using them, they use them for one week or a month or three months. Right. And a new one comes right. along and a new one comes along. And Twitter, in my mind, fits right into that very replaceable category. There's nothing super special about it that's going to keep you there because there's going to be a better version that comes out and another better one that's more trendy. And that's where all your friends are, where they can share quick photos and touch, you know, touch base with each other or share things they think are funny. But Facebook has always leaned into that personal relationship building, um, kind of like MySpace did back in the day. Yes, you know, friends and family, and sharing your photos and reminding you of your memories and things like that. That's where they're really hitting out of the park. That's what makes them something that, uh, in my opinion, probably will never go away, um, even if people want it to. <laughs> so. Well, it's, it's if if you look at the demographics of Facebook users, younger audiences don't like Facebook, and they're using these. Oh, here's a new app. Let's chat on this. Here's a new app. Let's chat on this. So, so, so I, at, at least as I look at data, you know, I'm seeing that. You know, you know, younger audiences aren't using it, so so it's like, you know, see, what does that mean for its future? I, I guess we'll see. And knowing your demographic too, though, would be, I guess, yeah, for the future, you don't know. You're gonna have to, like you said, it's always ever changing. Um, yeah. But young people don't have money, generally. So also, that's what I still build too. You know, like you can try to market to 18 to 25 year olds, but usually they're broke, uh, and working at, <laughs> you know, working at whatever down the street they can find. Um, Lots of small businesses, whether they sell things, and most of the ones I've worked with, if they're selling, I mean, law services, bicycle shops, even bakeries, things like that, you kind of have to market to the parents or to people who have full-time jobs, nurses, uh, engineers, depending on where you live, what kind of people you have around. That's usually a demographic that I see a lot. Um, and when you're doing that, that your demographic is on Facebook. You know, They might be on LinkedIn. They're not gonna be on the latest trendy social media platform that pops up, most likely. So, yeah. And so, so when, you know, through COVID after the election, it's, it's like, we, we experimented in, in all these platforms and, and, uh, you know, I mean, Gab, MeWe, Parler, Rumble, it's, it's like, we, we played on a bunch of these and, and we were struggling to get traction. It's like, you know, you mentioned Parler. I think if you're Dan Bongino, then instantly you have a 5 million person audience, but it's like for us, who experienced social media guys, it's like, we couldn't get any traction on Parler. So so it's like, I'm thinking, I guess if you're an ex-Fox 
TV personality talking head, it works great for you, but it's a scale thing. You know, you were mentioning how it's like, yeah, you need to follow, you know, a couple hundred people so that they follow you. So they start to build an audience. But, you know, we were struggling to build a, an audience. And, and again, I think it was, I think post-election, it you know, a lot of these platforms were flighty where it's like they were all just, you know, uh, you know, they were there because they were mad at Facebook and over Twitter. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I so think so that, it still hasn't settled. More, 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 more kind of that point and tying us back into what we were talking about earlier is uh, being around to outlive these things and these trends and stuff like that. So lots of people, I'll see like a, a famous YouTuber will go on um, and he'll, he's mad at Facebook or Twitter. So he says, come follow me on Parler. And he pushes everybody to Parler. He pushes everybody to MeWe right. or whatever he's going to, right? And yep. his followers will follow him. He'll lose a lot of them in the process, but he'll keep them. But what's really important for him beyond that, though, is something more than the social media, which is where that website comes back in. Um, yes. If he has a business for the Google My Business, those things will um, help keep your audience together and help them be able to find you. Um, because if they can get one place that they know you're always going to be, they can find you everywhere else and follow you on whatever else pops up. And you can use that. Uh, with email marketing as well, which we'll probably talk about in another episode at a later date. Um, but get building a, a database of people that you can then help them find you on new platforms as you move about the ever-changing, ever-evolving marketing world, right? So, Yeah, I, I think that's the lesson that so many people have learned that you have to drive people to your website. You know, it seems old-fashioned, but you do not own or, or even control your social media site, you know, it's, it's like they can turn off the tap whenever they feel like it. And that's frustrating. And, and what we saw during and post election was that it, it, there was just censorship, you know, just like, oh, I don't like, you know, Facebook doesn't like your view. So you're banned. And it's that just kind of like to so many oh, people. I know. And so like, they have this whole following frustrating. and they yeah. can't reach them there now. So you better hope that you have a backup plan in place so that people can still right. get a hold of you or at least that they know your brand recognition. So when they Google search you. But then there's your problem too. If they Google search you and the only thing that pops up is your Facebook page, which you're brand from. Exactly. You need to have a little more than that. So that's especially if they turn off your account or, you know, and, and Twitter was doing that too. Twitter was banning accounts, mm -hmm. you know, for people expressing their opinion, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's just shocking. We live the, in a volatile, volatile yeah, world where that can happen at any moment. You really don't know what's coming around the corner. And um, it's important to understand that and find alternative ways to market your product or, or to reach your audience. It's, it's all about reaching your audience. And it all, again, it, it, it comes right back to, you got to have your own website and you have to build a loyal following. You have to provide stellar customer service. You have to, you have to retain people, you know, and, and, and then use referral marketing and other things like that. It's, it's, it's all dependent on your business, but it's like, you know, nothing, nothing beats a satisfied customer who is sharing that they're satisfied with the world. I agree. So, <clears throat> so um, I mean, I think we went full circle on that. So yeah. <laughs> local search got into the weeds with some social media, came back around. Um, we're bringing it in right about 40 minutes, which is a great for our first episode, I think. Um, I, I think before we head out of here, we set up a Gmail account um, and we'll have more ways for you to contact us soon. Um, but right now you, you'll be able to find us on all the major podcast platforms. So we'll be on Google Play and uh, iTunes. Um, you'll also be able to find us on Podbean. Um, and if you if you want to email us directly, you can email us at marketingmasterspodcast at gmail.com. 
uh, marketing masters was taken so we had to throw a little marketing masters podcast at the end so make sure you get that right and send it to gmail and you'll be able to actually reach both eric and myself there um and that's the best way if you have a question for us send us a question we'll, we'll try to cover it on air um if you want some advice or even if you want to work with us that is a great way to reach us um just reach out um, and with that we'll be back next week for another episode and uh with an all-new topic so uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week